Before we get on to today's podcast, I just want to make a little announcement. If you haven't already heard, Julie Dean, OBE, founder of the Cambridge Satchel Company, will be amongst one of the inspiring speakers that we have at Make It British Live on the 17th and 18th of March. So make sure to register for your ticket and I'll see you at the show. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips for making in the UK. So let's crack on with the show. welcome to episode 107 of the Make It British podcast. If you've listened to this podcast before, you will know that I love nothing more than the story of a UK manufacturer that has managed to stay in business for hundreds of years. Well, today's interviewee works for one such manufacturing business. Her name is Laura Gore and she's the newly appointed managing director of Vanners Silk Weavers who are based in Sudbury in Suffolk. Suffolk has long been an area renowned for the quality of its silk weaving, but sadly there are very few weavers there today and Vanners is amongst one of those that is still standing. In fact, they're very much still standing. They're a thriving business and they're also one of our exhibitors at Make It British Live. So if you enjoy this interview with Laura and you want to come and see some of the beautiful fabrics that Vanners produce, make sure you pop along to Make It British Live on the 17th and 18th of March when you'll be able to meet Laura in person and see some of their beautiful quality silks. To register for a ticket, go to makeitbritishlive.com. I hope to see you at the show. Now let's hear the interview I did recently with Laura from Vanners. Hello, Laura. Thank you for joining me on the Make It British podcast today. You're welcome. Nice to hear you, Kate. So um, I've got you on the podcast because you're one of the exhibitors at our show in a few weeks' time. Yes. We love having you there because you are the only silk weaver at the show and what you do is very special. Do you want to tell everyone what your role is at Vanners and summarise what what fanners do and then we can go into a bit more detail yeah sure um so i am fairly newly appointed managing director um, my name's laura gore um i was appointed on the 1st of december um but i have been with fanners um just over six years now previously i was in the sales director role um I mean, Vanners is one of a few silk weavers um in the Sudbury area um We've been in existence since 1740, um, so a fair amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> 280 uh, years. I worked that out before yes. we came on here, actually, because I yes. thought I won't be able to do the maths, but that's incredible. Yeah, so it's amazing. So there's a lot of history between all of all of the silk mills in the area. Um, but our particular USP, I would say, at Vanners is um, our lustrous silks. Um, so we're silk weavers, but we do also make products. So um, we're quite proud of that we're one of the only fully vertical silk mills um, in the area. So 
from design through to dyeing, warping, weaving, and fully made product. So um, we're quite proud of that fact. Um, we also have um, different types of looms, um, which has a very high warp count, um, 350 ends per inch, um, which is, enables you to have such a lustrous kind of full float finish. Um, if any designers out there are listening, they'll, they'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but it's just that, that shimmer effect, I guess, if, you know, for the, for the rest of us that aren't so, so technical. <laughs> so it's um, why they look so beautiful and lustrous because yeah. it's a really, really fine weave. Yes, yeah, and and very kind. A lot of silk as well um, goes into the product, which is what makes us the luxury kind of silk weaver, really. Mm. So, who do you mainly weave your silk for these days? These days, um, I mean, it hasn't. I guess it has probably changed considerably over the years. Obviously, outside my time, and previously, Vanish used to weave umbrella silk um oh. up until in the early 1900s um and yeah. um, before um not so much now obviously since the introduction of, um, of the man-made fibers mm. um but we're very much sort of 80 percent um i would say menswear luxury menswear accessories um but we also do um fashion and furnishings as well but you're you're talking about sort of Savile Row um and very global really we we have um markets you know in J- Japan, um, America, UK, um, Sweden. Um, but yeah, always looking for, for new brands to work with and collaborate with, yeah. Mm. So back to the 280-year thing, because I mm. think that's amazing. And there are so few UK manufacturers. Well, actually, so few, but actually, when you think about it, considering that's 280 years, how many other companies are there in the UK can, that can say they've been going for that long? That's just mm. incredible. So yeah, it's amazing. how did it start off in the beginning? Because it wasn't in Suffolk originally, was it, the silk weaving no. industry? And how do you think Vanners have managed to, I mean, you've weathered world wars, Brexit, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. I mean, so many things have happened in history over 280 years. How does a company like Vanners stay in business for so long? What's the secret? Gosh, well, I mean, just going back to your first point, um, it, um, Vanners, it was founded in 1740. Um, it's founded by the three Vanners brothers. So they started off the company. They were descendants of the French Huguenots um, who were welcomed um, into the country when their own um, country obviously rejected them. Um, they actually settled in Spitalfields um, in mm. the 1800s. Um, but then, as you can imagine, if when all the taxes, obviously world wars and, and, and whatever, um, were kind of looming, um, but they moved out. Um, and we've actually been on this site in Sudbury um, pre-1900s, I believe it's something like 1880, um, on this site. Um, and when all the weavers were looking to move to wherever they were going to move um Sudbury there was a big wool weaving trade which was actually declining at the time so the the skill was already here obviously Mm. the you know the the production capability had to change but the actual the the manpower was here obviously you've got the water here as well Mm. um so that all helped so actually all the mills um settled in in this area so which is is why I mean you look around the town even today you've got the old weavers cottages which had the sort of the first floor windows when you know pre-electricity with the big 
um, long windows because they would weave as long as they could with the daylight. Yeah. Um, so you've still got that history in the town as well. Um, and then sort of going, but it, it, we, we have to evolve constantly. Um, as you can imagine, sort of men's neckwear is, is declined quite rapidly over the last couple of years. So we're always looking, we've got such a talented um you know, company, you know, with design, um, production, there's so much knowledge here um, with people being here sort of, you know, in some into their 40th years um, of working with the company. And we're always just looking to improve um, where we can, but also, um, you know, looking to new products as well. So we're now looking at and doing sort of lighter weights as well for sort of jacket linings, um, jacketing itself, Obviously, the menswear accessories, which we already do very well anyway, um, but beautiful gowns um, we do, sort of the, the dressing gowns, um, which I'm sure our partner um, that we work with new in Lingwood wouldn't mind us mentioning. Um, the, the gowns we do with them, um, which are very, very popular. Um, so we do those as well. So, yeah, we're always looking to evolve, really, where we can. Yeah. So at what point did Vanners start moving into all those different areas and because originally you, you had been weaving silk. So when you moved to, to Suffolk 140 years ago, were, mm. it was just weaving then. And who was it supplying then? Was that the furnishing trade? Yeah so, the, yeah, so it would have been um, furnishing trade and we still do supply a few, mm. a few of the, um, the furnishing market um, clients as well. Um, but like I said, it's, it, it was big on umbrella silk back then and really the ties only came into play probably in the 1950s. Mm. Um, so then we were very heavily skewed towards that and have been ever since really. Um, and although people don't wear as many ties, there's still plenty in the luxury area, the guys that want to spend yes. the money on the tie that actually are still buying. So we're very, very lucky that we are very much skewed towards that luxury market. There's a bit of a bow tie resurgence as well at the moment, isn't yes. there? Yes, yeah. No, we do a lot of those as well. So um, someone's wearing them out there, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who, the latest female Doctor yeah. Who has got bow ties on. I don't know whether that's with your silk. Yeah, absolutely. And you think of all the, the other programmes you see, you don't really think about Peaky Blinders. Um, yeah. They're always very dapper. Um, but yeah, it's, it's lots of people. So, So how do you think... Like recently, since you joined the business six years ago, have mm. you noticed more of an interest for the provenance of the company and the fact that you are made in England, made in Suffolk? Has that been more of interest, particularly to overseas markets? Yeah, I mean, I think there always is an interest. Um, I mean, I think where a, a lot of the brands are probably challenged is the margin. Obviously, we're going to be one of their lowest margin suppliers so mm. they have to kind of mix that offering um i guess really when you think about the consumer it's, it's whether that that client is important to them at the end of the day where their product comes from we we want to educate people as much as we can but obviously we can only get to a certain point because we are the manufacturer we're not the brand mm. um, so some brands do it very very well and some brands can't for whatever reason. Um, so I appreciate there's certain challenges there really with their margins that they have to kind of um, produce the mm. whole package, so to speak. So, mm. Mm. But you mentioned earlier about umbrella silks and then how that moved into man-made fibres. There's a big mm. backlash against man-made fibres, a lot of man-made yeah. fibres at the moment. So that could be a really good thing for vanners. Well, yeah, I mean, and also being in the UK is more sustainable. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're certainly highlighting that at the moment. Um 
you know, obviously we've got constant challenges. I mean, the brands have constant challenges, you know, with the issues, especially that are going on at the moment with, um, you know, the coronavirus and and all of that. And actually, you know, ironically, that actually does help us (laughs) a little bit. Yes, of course, because a lot of silk comes from China. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and the brand, so, you know, most silk comes from China anyway, um, but we buy in from our suppliers. Of course, um, so your raw materials coming from, your your yarns are coming from Italy, not China. Yes, yeah. But originally yeah. They, the silk itself would have been originally Yeah, so the actual throwing China. of the silk and everything mm. happens in China, but then it obviously from Italy, kind of there on, it's it's all with us really. So, mm. so mm. do you see something, you know, the coronavirus having an impact long term because what they're not spinning now is not going to make its way to Italy? Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's certainly it going to have a knock-on. Yeah, mm. it, it will have a knock-on, at least time scale wise um, Whether it has more of a knock-on in the fact that, um, I mean, certainly brands are all focused on sustainability and actually what can be yeah. more sustainable than actually getting your product from somewhere just down the road from you if you're yeah. selling in, in, you know, especially in the UK, than having it shipped all the way over from, from China or, or such mm. like. So, um, yeah, I mean, what we are um, very um, passionate about is um, we're looking into um, the global organic textile standard, which means that we can offer um, a fully organic product, fully traceable, um, if that's something that's important to um, some of the brands, yeah. which is. Mm. Um, so we, we, again, we're kind of, we're trying to sort of keep up with as many things as we can to to make it relevant really for, for you know, this day and age. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, mm. so many inquiries now that we're getting are about traceability and, yeah. and and sustainability. But again, it's how do you define that? Because it yes. depends on each different product area, doesn't it? And there's so many different yeah. ways that you can look at it. Absolutely. So, yeah. so you've been managing director only since December. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So how do you plan to take, where do you plan to take the business in the next few years? How um, how do you see Vanners moving on in the future? I mean, for me, um, obviously, I, I started six years ago as an account manager, so I've had quite a quite a journey, along with quite a, a severe learning curve as yeah. well. Um, but for me, it's it's about the people um, that are here. They're so important, um, and it's about um, working together as a team, um, which I've always been very passionate about, about involving everyone. Everyone has such fantastic ideas um, that actually when you listen, someone that's been here for 40 years, they know quite a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, of course. So actually just all sitting around a table, um, just, you know, chewing the fat as, as yeah. such. Um, but just it, just being involved. And I think once once people are involved, their passion then comes out and actually you're, you're then going to get the best out of everyone. So, I mean, that very much is is the forefront of, of what I'm about anyway. Mm. Um, and I think if, if everyone's passionate, then that will come through in our product and in our service to our clients. Yeah. So mm. how many people are there working at Fanners and how are you attracting younger people into the business? Right, so I mean, there's there's 84 um, right. people, so so we're not we're not massive, we're not tiny. Um, I mean, I think from a, a local point of view, people would know who we are. Um, mm. 
I mean, we, we do need to, to think about the next generation, um, but our design team is fairly um, sort of age-wise. It's, it's got a, a quite a broad age range. Um, I think our youngest employee is 24. Um, it's probably rude to say who, how old <laughs> the oldest person is, um, but I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do have quite a, a broad age range, um, but you do find design-wise, it, we get a lot of um, people who, uh, you know, a lot of students that have graduated because mm. there's only certain amounts of, of textile mills here. And then you've obviously got the woolen mills in, in Scotland or um, you'd go to, to it. Yeah, or you'd yeah. go to Italy. So it, it's kind of, um, yeah, there's not that many options. Um, but yeah, it, it just depends what people want to do. But yeah, we're always looking for, you know, the next generation, certainly. <laughs> so are you from Suffolk yourself? Originally? I'm not. Can you not tell from my Essex accent? <laughs> oh, you're Essex as well, are you? Well, like, I'm from Essex I originally. I can't hear your Essex accent either. Okay. But... Oh, well, that's why, so probably. You've, so, you've <laughs> just moved... listening, <laughs> so you've just moved further out east then? Yes. Of... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we moved here about 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, from, from Essex. So, so how yeah. did you end up working in the silk business? Did you train oh, compl- within no. weaving? Complete fluke, absolute fluke. Um, so I, I'm a banker by trade, um, worked in London for many years um, and we moved to this area. I've got two children who are, um, you know, growing up now. Um, and when my youngest was starting school, um, actually one of my mum friends in the playground was a tie maker at one of the mm. other mills. Um, and she said, oh, well, you know, I think they might be going something at this, you know, this silk mill I work for. Do you want to come and have a chat? And um, the rest is history. Rest is history. I, st- I started the job and actually I found it fascinating. So I've had to learn everything. Like I said, it's been yeah. a, a big learning curve and I do not profess to being a silk weaving expert at all. Um, but I'm very, very lucky that I have the support of a fantastic team. Um, but it, it's just fascinating. And I love meeting people. I love talking to people. Um, and yeah, I've, I've just loved it every day since. So you wouldn't go back to working in the bank? No. Oh. <laughs> How brilliant. What a great story. I mean, I think people yeah. think of, you know, oh, textile industry, it's a dying industry. Why would no. you want to go and work in a dark satanic mill? I kind of think, why would you want to go and work in a bank? Both no. my parents worked yeah. in, the, in, a, in a bank and I was, it was always, I was never going to go and work in a bank. Um, no, don't blame me. I wouldn't again. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that factories are such lovely, friendly environments. I, you know, very Definitely. rarely that you go into a mill or a factory and there's a there's the same atmosphere as if you're working and no disrespect to anyone listening to this who does work in a bank but there's that certain I think anyone that is listening to this should go and visit a mill if they possibly Mm. can and kind of feel the environment that's in that's there because I just think it's something really special and that's what I'm getting from you yeah definitely do you have open doors at Vanners do you do people can people come and visit if they want to develop a product and do they come and visit you and and develop their cloth Yes, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, as long as they book an appointment, because there's not that many of us. Um, yeah. And we do, we do travel globally as well. But yeah, I mean, our, our doors are open. We're not, we're not particularly greedy um, with our minimums or anything. So we mm. deal with a startup brand right through to, you know, a multi-million pound um, brand. So, and, it, and our design team is, is so capable that they can deal with everything, really. So I hear that you're moving quite soon. Do you want to tell me about that? Yes, yeah. So um, it's only recently um, we've decided to um, 
move within Sudbury. So it has to be within Sudbury because it's all about Sudbury silk. Mm. Um, but um, we will be moving to a purpose-built factory. So if you can imagine, we've been here, um, which has been fantastic since the late 1800s, but it's like an old house. You're kind of, you're, you're plastering kind of, you know, holes and spending money on things. Actually, we need to be spending money on us, you know, the staff yeah. and the industry and the machinery. And we need to be reinvesting um, where we can and, and not be patching up a building really. So actually yeah. with a new purpose-built building, it can flow properly. I mean, if any customer's been here for a tour, which we've had many, you're kind of zigzagging around to, to where we've kind of put everything over the years where it's sort of, you know, fit best. But actually the new building will be um, efficient, sustainable, um, and it will flow much better, um, which means that, um, you know, it's still very important that we keep the heritage um, because that is what Van is all about um, since 1740. But it will be, and actually what you said about, you know, visiting a dark, dark dingy meal, actually it's going to be far from dark and dingy. So yeah, we'll, we'll be amazing. able to, to bring in the light as such for the designers at least. So Because so many UK manufacturers are, are in old mills. I mean, look yeah. at John Smedley. I don't know whether you've ever visited there. No, I'd Literally, like you say, plugging yeah. up holes everywhere. Yeah. And although it looks great on videos of here's our... The practicality. Lovely historic <laughs> mill, yeah, the lighting, it's not so good and the practicality yeah. and the cost, like you say. Yes, yes. yeah, literally it's, it's windows open, heating on, isn't it? So actually, yeah. we wanna, you know, we can look at everything now um, to make it more sort of eco-friendly um, and yeah. efficient. Yeah. yeah, and it's the efficiency, isn't it? So mm. if you're moving stuff around corners and zigzagging around the mill rather than in a direct yeah. line like modern factories, like car factories work I mean they're all built yeah. totally on efficiency and how the production line works absolutely um, so yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're exciting. really excited yeah we're really excited and all, the, all the, the team are really excited as well so when will that be built and open when are you making the big move with all the looms we, yeah that's a good question um, no, within, <laughs> no it's not um, so within the next 12 to 18 months um, we should actually be in there um, we are still um, waiting to confirm the site at the moment, obviously having the conversations, um, but we w- there won't be any downtime. Um, so it will be a case of once the last person's in, we will already be um, working between the two factories to, to make sure that nothing's lost because obviously we have to work to seasons and deadlines. Yeah. Um, so it, we've, um, we've got a project manager to deal with all of that, so an expert, so... So it's interesting you say you can do the smaller quantities because a lot mm. of mills can't. Um, no. Well, I think that's starting to change. So is that something you've done more recently where you are? Because there's a certain amount of threading up, isn't it? I don't know what the – I can't mm. remember. What, what, tell me what the technical term is when you – is it warping when you actually – Yes, yes. I mean, that, that is – I mean, that comes down to planning. Time. Yeah, so so we've got a certain amount of, well, we've got 15 warp colours. So you can imagine that's a planning nightmare. Um, So, um, but again, we have a very talented planning team who will put obviously the most popular colours in, make sure we've got those, um, you know, set by just in case. Um, And then obviously all the rest of it as well. So the the weft colours, we've got over 200 of those. So, so people can have as many as like. A, I mean, what is the the smallest quantity you can do? 
We, we probably do about um, sort of 10 metres, I would say, really? for kind of a startup. It's, it's yeah. tiny, really. But actually, once we're working with people, um, with clients, it's, it's all set up. You know, we can do a few metres of each it's because it's just as easy to put that on the system. But the main thing is the setup, really. And I think it, if the clients, you know, are understanding, we have a fantastic open range collection every season, um, which, again, is kind of pushing the boundaries with design, um, and technique mm. um, so actually someone can come in and, and choose that and say well look, can I have it in different colours that's absolutely fine whereas the bigger brands will come in and they'll come in with their mood boards and they'll say right well this is this is what we're working on this season and we'll work completely bespoke um, so yeah we're, we're really flexible and because you show all of your um, this these collections at, at Make It British Live don't yes. you yes. and you had some lovely jacquards for homeware for interiors last year Mm. what are you showing at the show this year that we can look forward to seeing well I mean so it's spring summer 21 um so it will have obviously we'll have ties there we'll have fabrics um I think we've got another gown another jacket um and for us like I said it's quite exciting we're we're working on um some different weight qualities so some pocket squares scarves lighter weight Ah. um, linings as well so um yeah it's a few yeah new things I would have thought but um yeah always colorful and you and you show alongside Adam Lee, who are yes. a printer in from Macclesfield. When That's did right. that um, kind of close working relationship happen with Adam Lee? And is that so that they can print directly onto your jacquards? Yeah. So, um, so our CEO Tro Manukian is also the owner of Adam Lee, um, and uh-huh. he has uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so he has a long running history with the company, and he actually interned um, when he was about twenty, I think. Um, oh, so, so knows our chairman, and actually Adam Lee was part of Fanners up until 2007. Um, so it was a printer and a weaver. Um, but then in 2007, Tro bought Adam Lee and separated the, the companies. But they've always had a very good relationship. Um, but obviously since Tro being our CEO, which has been the last, um, he's been with us um, about two and a half years now, um, you know, that's brought us closer together because it just it makes sense for us to share our clients. And actually when someone asks for a print, um, we send them there and, and vice versa. But we do actually weave um, some of the silk for Adam Lee to print on as well. So if someone wants a fully, yeah. you know, 100% made made in England, printed in an England product, they can get it as well. So we're trying to be as smart as we possibly can, really. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. I think that's great. I think the more that different types of UK manufacturers can actually sort of work together and collaborate. Absolutely. It's part of the reason that that I set up the the Make It British live show because when Mm. I first started Make It British 10 years ago, I noticed that a lot of manufacturers, unlike yourselves where you're already closely linked to a fabric printer, Mm. a lot of the clothing guys didn't know where the fabric people were, didn't know where the fabric printers were, and the whole supply chain was really fragmented Mm. because of what happened in the previous couple of decades. I do feel now that it's starting to properly come back together again. More people are speaking to each other. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which they weren't (laughs) doing before. Because everyone was just getting their heads down and they weren't going out to shows and they were just finding their customers through words of mouth. Yeah, Um, definitely. And I do feel now everyone in the industry is coming together a lot more. Well, yeah, I I think you've just educated people a lot more haven't you so. yeah that has been that has been the aim really mm. I mean Vanners is a you know I suppose it, 
you are quite a well-known company anyway because you're going for been going for so long. At least that's what I mm. feel. And you do quite a few different types of shows, don't you? Yes, yeah. I mean, we, we've tried sort of different shows over the years. I mean, to be honest, yours has actually been one of the most successful in my time anyway. Brilliant. Um, that's what we like so, to hear. Yeah, so actually there was one client um, which... Um, we used to work with many years ago and for whatever reason we weren't working with. And actually um, this was about two or three shows ago, they just um, popped by and, you know, just on the odd couple of hours that they had spare. What, saw show? us, Yeah. Yeah. And saw us and just started working with us again. So Brilliant. yes, I'm actually seeing them again tomorrow. So fantastic. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been fantastic. And to be honest, Kate, all you need is one person like that. And it's actually, you know, more than viable to to show isn't it so so they sort of swung by by chance they were at the show and then you were like ah it's you yeah exactly well yeah once you realize who you're speaking to yeah (laughs) fantastic yeah i mean that is that is the aim really and also i do get people saying well why is the show in london why are you not doing it somewhere where there's more of the manufacturers are based or somewhere up north but the thing is and so many of the designers and the buyers Mm are in oh, London and they yeah. don't have the time because I know because I was one yeah. they don't have the time to get out to so many shows especially something outside of London which sadly is why a lot of the trade shows are in the cities that yes. being said we are going to do a lot more stuff around the country because mm. I don't want the rest of the north or Scotland to feel neglected left out at yeah. all no exactly <laughs> definitely well, not whether we'll be doing a show in Essex I'm not so sure though well yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not sure, yeah, what the, what the name Brilliant. of that will be. But you're more than welcome to visit us anytime. I'm definitely going to come. When I've got this show out of the way in March, yeah. I, I always, <laughs> I'll have more because it's earlier this year as well. It's 10 weeks earlier. Yes. Gives me more of the the summer to go around and visit everyone. So I will yeah. definitely, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of fantastic things going on in Suffolk at the moment. Yes, I bet. Um, there really just seem to be a lot of things going on. So I'm definitely going to come out and visit you. Suffolk and Norfolk, it must be something they put in the water. Yes, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. So apart from at our trade show, Laura, where else can people find Vanners? What's the best way for them to, to get in touch with you? Um, like I said, so um, I mean, we we visit. I mean, our biggest markets are Japan, so we visit there a couple of times a year. That might be a bit far for a lot of people. Um, New York, again, the same, a few times a year. Milan, all sounds very glamorous, so I can tell you now it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, so we visit all those places. But really, I mean, you know, myself and um, my colleague Justin, it, we're in London every single week. So um, if people can't travel to us, which we always say in an ideal world, come to us because we've got the archive, which is yeah. what Vanis is famous for. Um, and people will spend hours, days um, looking through that. Um, but if they can't do that, then we will come to you with as much as we can put in our little case. Mm. <laughs> so That's incredible that all that archive was kept. Yes. Who had the foresight to do that? Because I remember when I worked at Burberry, they were mm. scrabbling around because no one had kept their archive. <gasps> oh, no. How Not awful. much of it. Anyway, they were looking on eBay and charity shops and all sorts, like finding an old piece of Burberry, whereas you've, you've got so much of it. So yes. who, who, had, who had the foresight to keep all that? Well, I mean, our chairman, David Tooth, I mean, he hasn't been here since, obviously, the United States, just because he's not old enough. Um, but he's certainly had the passion to to keep it going. Yeah. Um, before that, I, I couldn't actually tell you a name, but it dates back to the late 1800s. Um, and we've actually given um, 
I think one or two books to the V&A Museum as well. Mm. Um, so you can actually view view it there. But we've got a lot of books here. And as unfortunately certain mills um, have kind of gone out of trading, um, David has had the foresight to buy those archives. So we've got them here as well. So um, there's there's a lot of history if, if you've got the time. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. A real bit of history. I think you're actually... I was going to say you're the oldest. You're the oldest person I've interviewed on here. No, you're the oldest business. I'm looking good for it, Kate. <laughs> you're very good. You're the oldest business that I have interviewed on this podcast so far. Oh, so okay. 280 years. Gosh, incredible. Yeah. So I think that's even is that that's even older than John's medley, isn't it? I yes. Think. Yeah. I think they're about 18 10 something. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't definitely. know. Yeah. Not, not long. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm. Laura, it's been wonderful talking to you. Yes. Thank, thank you, you very much. And I look forward to seeing you at the show. Yes. Yeah. Look forward to it. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. If you're interested in finding UK fashion, textile and homeware manufacturers, then you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live, on the 17th and 18th of March 2020. There'll be some of the best UK factories there for you to meet, as well as a series of inspiring talks, just like the ones that you listen to on this podcast. It's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive. To register to attend, just go to makeitbritishlive.com forward slash register. Or if you want to find out about exhibiting at the show, visit makeitbritishlive.com forward slash exhibit or drop me an email to kate at makeitbritish.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. I hope to see you there. Bye bye.